Must chill the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner, and that guy right there in the blue sweater, his name is Hal Edward Grunkle. With the orange shirt. Blue you. and orange, those are the official Scream Free colors. Scream Free, baby. Because Pepperdine University. That's all I'm going to say. It, that, your alma mater. That's yes. right, yeah. You're, except our blue is not Pepperdine blue. That's true. It's kind of uh, Carolina blue. Is yes. it Carolina it, it's blue? It's a Carolina. I prefer a Columbia blue. Columbia blue. Do you know why I prefer Columbia blue? Because of your eyes. Uh, because of those piercing eyes of yours, Hal? Did it get awkward uh, I, in here? It yeah. got awkward in I, here, I, th- yeah. I think we've been spending a little too much time <laughs> in this... In this. In this very close-knit quarters of our studio here. <laughs> Why do you prefer Columbia Blue? Houston Oilers. Oh, of course. Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers number one. I remember um, when the Houston Oilers used to exist. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There are a lot of people, there are probably people listening right now. I have no idea. Who don't even know. No idea. There was a franchise called the Houston Oilers. American football franchise called the Houston Oilers. That's where I grew up. Yeah. And that was your thing. Okay. So uh so is there like And I was the one that chose the colors for the scream free whatever. And why did you go with the orange? Cuz the orange wasn't part of their colors. It no, was, it, it was red. It wasn't. Right? Um that's a good question because we've self-published. Right. Initially, right? <clears throat> all those years ago, yeah, 10 I remember, 10 yeah. 10 years ago. Well, you know how I know that? Mm. Because yesterday was my youngest daughter's 10th birthday. Okay. And I remember you and Jenny and, and your kids. We were the first to visit came you to the in the hospital. hospital. Yeah. yeah. She was born on a Saturday, and you guys showed up Sunday morning because you didn't want to go to church, I guess. I don't know. Any excuse we <laughs> But you were the first uh, of our friends to come and visit yeah, us sure. in the hospital. And so you turned 10 yesterday. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So we self-published first, and actually it was 05 when it, when it actually came out. Yeah. Very first version of that book, which is, I was just in Portland a few weeks ago for a right. conference. Yeah. And for those of you who live in Portland or are familiar, there's the greatest bookstore in the world. Oh, yeah. Powell's Book City. That place is fantastic. Incredible. It, it, it's like a city <clears throat> block. Yes, it is. It's giant warehouse. And there will be brand new books on the shelf right next, next to, to used books, first edition books from 100 yes. years ago. It's an it's a amazing it's awesome. place. Yeah. And when you walk in, it's... Be, it's not modern architecture either. It is Mm-mm. it is like walking through a old dusty library where you feel claustrophobic because the ceilings are low and the bookshelves are tight. Like tilting in towards you. Yeah, so there is no like high ceiling open Barnes and Noble and I can look over there and see that's where the fiction is. You have to follow these yeah. lines <laughs> on, on the floor. Yeah, on the floor, yeah. right? To tell you it's very cool. So anyway for me, I love that. But oh, for some people yeah. out there, just the description, they're like, breaking uh, out in hives uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. Well, my wife is incredibly scares. claustrophobic. Is she? At least that's what she tells me when I try and hug her. Oh, but she's incredible. She can be claustrophobic, but she loves that place. Yeah, the, well, because she yeah. loves books. Yeah, exactly. So surrounded by something like that. So you were at, uh, and I yeah. saw a copy of the Scream Free Parenting Random House Edition. Yeah, next well, to yeah. a oh, copy of the, the self-published? self-published edition that obviously somebody had used and thoroughly enjoyed and revolutionized all of their family relationships so much so that they... <laughs> they wanted to pass it on. Sell it back yeah, to... Sort of, yeah, pay it forward to someone else. It's always awkward. I remember the first time I saw one of my books in that 
99 cent oh. bin at the front of the store. Oh, my word. Oh, it's like, it's just like a part of you dies. Yeah, just put my ego in that bin as well. Seriously. it's useless. I wrote a blog post about it years ago called uh-huh. Baby in a Bargain Bin. Uh, and that that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. brutal. Well, in any time where you're writing, it is among the most vulnerable exercises in life. Oh, my word. You know? Yeah, you know, uh, we've mentioned in here that I have a new book coming out in March. Yes. Right? Called yes, Crazy can, Story Saying God. That you can pre-order on Amazon.com. You can. You could go to Amazon.com, pre-order that baby right now. Right. Um, John, Alan, Turner. Yeah, one of the things we've been doing is uh, trying to gather up endorsements yes. for it. So Eric Metaxas was very, very generous and kind, gave me a lovely endorsement, said blurb-tastic on it, and mm, beautiful. Uh, several other folks. But, you know, you send it out to a number of people, and you give them kind of a timeline. Hey, if I could get something back, you know, yeah. by... Publisher needs it by yeah, this, yeah, whatever. whatever. You give them kind of a soft day. And, and and then some of them write back very quickly, yes. and and that may, is very and satisfying. that's wonderful. Yeah, and then others, they you know they don't. It doesn't. It's not the top of their priority list. And so then you feel like, do I do I send them a note, just a reminder, right. or and then there's that awkward like, hey, if you've had a chance, chance to, to see it, see that you know maybe what? a thing, maybe you know, unless you don't feel comfortable, which I right. totally get. You know, I would. And then you try to play it off as funny. Yeah, you know, unless I try you to just them, absolutely hate the if thing. You, and... If you hate the thing, then yes. you could write something like, wow, I've never read anything like this before in my life. Or, right. you know, you try to give them funny things. But really, it's this vulnerability. Like, do you like it? Yeah, I know. Because if you like it, then maybe you like me? I mean, it really, it's not too many steps beyond check this box Seriously. if you like me. Yeah, hey, Pass I the could, note across class. I would be willing to write an endorsement for, for you, you, and yes. then you, you, you could just sign your name yes. to it, you know, unless please, you don't feel comfortable doing oh, Please oh, like me. I have, so to, I have to tell you that I have not done that. And you, either one of my books. You never got sought endorsements like we that did, from people? We, did new, yeah. we did not. It was not part of our marketing strategy to do that. It is going to be in this next book. I remember so, back in the day, though, when you were putting the website together, you asked yes, me for an endorsement yeah, yeah. because uh, I was working for an organization that resourced a lot of churches and schools and things like that. And Yeah, yeah that's... I mean, it, it's it always a, a vulnerable Well, and then putting it... Yes, putting it out there because when we're writing... Mm-hmm. We are vulnerable. Yes, we are creating. It's you know, it's like it, it, it's not just like it, I think it's harder than art. It, yeah, or yeah. music because it's it's not if it's if if we're talking about nonfiction as you and I write, right, right, right. right. right it's, it's not just a creative piece of work. It's also this is how I think. And this I'm, is my philosophy. Yes, I'm actually uh, trying to persuade by which I live. Yeah, to live differently and think differently and. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you you have said this. I think this is a very well-phrased way of capturing it. I hate writing. I love having written. Yes. And that's the way I feel yeah. a lot of times. The writing process itself is grueling. Which I'm in now. Exactly. Writing the next book. And I'm enjoying watching you in it because, because I'm not also in right. it with you. And I'm, I'm actually, and now while. I'm submitting, speaking of this vulnerability, I'm submitting to you. Yes. Ah, we had, you know, yeah, yesterday there was uh, a, a yeah. section <laughs> of the book. And, and so it's interesting because here there are two critics that I value the most. And one of them is you. Thank you. That's, I'm humbled by that. And the other one is my wife. Yeah. And I will tell you that uh, sending it to my wife, the co-creator of Scream Free... Mm-hmm. 
and the one who the, lives it out with you at home. Yes, as well as the um, potential beneficiary, if it has any success. <laughs> right? It is in her best interest yes. for this to succeed. And the AP literature teacher. Right. right? Yeah, that's a totally so different all thing. Those yeah. plus the... She spends her days reading these amazing works of literature. Yes. And... Plus my wife. Yeah. Right? And so it is very difficult to send her anything. Wow. And, and you know, you and I were, and we, we know each other. Like, we're friends. We right. go out, we, you know, we watch movies, we sporting events. We've known each other for more than a decade. You we, were the first person to come and visit in the hospital and hold my youngest child. So You uh, compliment me on my eyes. <laughs> That's how close we are. And then I remind you of how many sentences you begin with the word and. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> That in one three-page little article, I did it like eleven times yesterday, and you pointed it out, and I com- and you did it, you did it, you did it, you had to do it, it right? It's what you've you, I, like yes. you've asked me to do that. Yeah, exactly. Please edit this, and yet you got to come and say it. Yeah, and it's really, really difficult to offer that feedback about someone else's choices. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I recognize it's your thing. Like, if you want it to read like that, then okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not going to argue, because I am i don't work for Random House. I don't work for your publisher. Sure. I just, you know, so it is, it's, it's an awkward thing to, uh, to receive criticism. And it's, it also can be awkward sometimes to give it. Oh, it's very awkward. Because you want to give it in a, in a healthy way, in a constructive way, you know, so here's here's where it rubber meets the road, is that we are tasked with giving this criticism to each other in our families, right? Yeah. yeah, within your family, you are tasked with this, and you don't like to think of it as criticism because that you don't want to come across as critical, right? But I'm going to the Today Show next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, going to the Today Show and. Um, and just to, you know, we're taping this before I go, but you will be listening to this after I've been on. Right. right? So, so so you and I are recording, and it's Friday. Yes. Monday, you'll be on. Tuesday, we'll actually put this and up on the And it's an interesting topic. It's, what do you do when you do not like your child's choice of mate? Or hmm. boyfriend or girlfriend. Or... Right. So, so for a lot of folks, you've got Thanksgiving break is coming up at college. Yes. And for a lot of, you know, college relationships, this is like the step towards being a real legit thing. Like, go, I'm going home to meet her family. Exactly. For I remember Thanksgiving. doing that. And it, it, yeah. it, it, it was weird because it was the very first Thanksgiving I had ever not spent with my family. And, and you're spending it deal. with a different family. I'm spending it with a different family who does traditions, whatever. And this family is opening their door to welcoming in someone that they've never had before. Right. Right. Hopefully, they're welcoming and not, you know, sort of standing there with their arms folded and, huh, let's see how this one does. Let's see how long this one makes it. Right. But it's, it doesn't get talked about enough, but it is a, and it happens more in Thanksgiving than it does in Christmas, I think. Yeah. Or, or, or around the, the, End of the year holidays. Yeah, I, I think because yeah, I think people are is, more spend. I think they spend more of that with their families when they're dating. But. Well, plus I think again going back to college, yeah. there's that sort of beginning of the year, and if there's been a relationship that's materialized this school year, right? Thanksgiving break is the first real opportunity to well, let's bring them home. Let's see, you know. So I want to talk about two 
opportunities for criticism within extended families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how to handle that. This is the first one. And and and, two, and both of these, I think, are two uh, the most awkward moments in oh, the word, family yeah. life cycle. Okay, and so I think the the second one's even more awkward. But we'll have we'll to get wait to there. To, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to this there. one. This one, first one though, is pretty dang awkward. So it's it's one of those things. Like I know p- persons of faith, people of faith, always talk about one of the things they pray for, mm-hmm. and however they pray, yeah. is their child's mate. Sure. Right. We pray that our children will grow up yes. and they will choose wisely. Yes. And that who, somewhere out there, there is this person who will eventually find their way, intersect paths, and make our children's lives more fulfilling. Right. And if we're thinking, we're, if we're saying that prayer when our children are 10, yeah. then we're thinking about, all right, we hope this person is 10. Yes. Right. We, don't, we hope they're not. 25 exactly. right so now. We, so God, And we please, hope they are born yeah, by now. Yes, we want them to be around the same age, but also uh, we would like them to be intelligent. Yes, we, we would, would like, like them to be have a good work ethic. We want them to have parents that are still married. Yes, we would hope that they share the similar values yes, to ours. Yes, whether it's the exact same content of the faith, or, or at least some it's similarities. Perspective yeah, on the exactly. world, worldview, whatever. We, we want them to be intelligent enough that they're going to go to college. And make a decent living or make a life yes. for themselves and for you know to include our child in with that. I mean, we, and so even if we're not sitting down and writing a list of all the attributes that we want our child... We still have it we in our still heads. Have we it. have like a... It may not be written down and codified, but right. we, you know, within... And, and there are then there are other, pe- other pieces of it that like we... We would never say it out loud, right. but well, I hope they're... They, Are they the same race? Same, yeah, or right. yeah, right. same political party, yep. or same so- socioeconomic bracket, yep. or... Or higher socioeconomic yeah. bracket. <laughs> <laughs> we want right. our kids to marry up a yeah. little bit financially. Right. There are those kinds of things that... And again, yeah. when your kid's 10... You you pray about this in a in a generalities, but yes. you've got this thing. But as your kids actually, as mine is now, yeah. starting to date, then the illusion of what you imagine this person's going to be like <laughs> meets you, up with the reality. Have you, have you gotten to the point where you have stopped praying? positively and begun praying negatively just don't make it a person like yes, this or like exactly. that instead of god if it could be someone like this or someone like that, right. just just as long as it's not that person no, as long like as they don't have not on drugs. gauges yes. as long as they don't have you know piercings no. all over their face right please no previous penitentiary time <laughs> <laughs> they have not served time yes yeah, please yeah. that they you know and and so it, it, you have to deal with the reality. Okay. I, it may be, you know what? Maybe there is no other, hmm, there's no other experience in parenting that lets you know how much your kid is their own person than when you see who they find attractive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, you what? know, my, my oldest daughter has not started dating right. yet. She's just but turned that 14. That doesn't mean she's not. 
She you look through about. look through her Instagram account. Look mm-hmm. through the photos she has saved on her phone. Yep. These shirtless dudes, yep. uh, you know, in movies and in bands. She's a These, lot more drawn to yeah, Abercrombie is. and Fitch than she used to. She's be. a lot mm-hmm. more drawn to the screamo yeah, dudes, you know. The you know, and I think what you know. I never how? would have thought that. I, yeah, yeah. Huh, that's huh, huh. And so wow. one of the points that I'm making. On, on today's show is there is nothing we can do to change our child's desires. Like to, to change what they find attractive. Right. In fact, and this is what, ah, I'm 43. Yeah. You know, I'll be 44 in February. And I've actually felt myself like hardening like mm. like getting crusty, you know, becoming the curmudgeon, and I'm trying to fight against it. But when I when my daughter shows me these pictures, my first impulse is is just to say, "That's dumb. <laughs> that guy looks dumb. What? Why that in guy? The world? I bet that guy is a dumb, dumb as a post. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I want to use profanity. Like yes. that guy is a beep and beep beep oh, beep man." Like just, but I know that if I do that, I'm just pushing her right towards them. Right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and so that maybe that's the only way we can influence the, <laughs> uh, the what our kids find attractive. What do you think of this guy, huh? Yeah. Boy, I sure would love it if you brought home one of these. Oh my gosh, I watched this horrific in preparation for this segment I'm doing. I watched this horrific MTV reality show called Parental Control. Oh, I think I've seen. Yeah, it is. When I was on the road, sometime I saw this. It is. It is. And so the premise is these parents don't like who their kid is dating. Right. And so they're trying to manipulate. So MTV brings nine for they. So they have a son and they don't like his girlfriend. Right. And uh, the way they portray this girl, you wouldn't like her either. Right. Of course, she's completely materialistic and she's awful. She says bad family. She says like every you know fifth word over and over. Yeah. And all she cares about is spending money and she's going to drain his money, and she's superficial, whatever. So MTV sends in nine girls to meet these parents, and they select two as candidates to... To introduce them and play matchmaker with the son. And so the premise is that the son then agrees to go out on a date with each of the girls, and the girlfriend has to watch And critique. Yes, but has to watch with the parents, him on Uh, TV going out with these other girls, right? Now... I'm watching this thing, and... Uh... First of all, can we stop for a second and say, um, how is this on TV? Yeah. <laughs> what does this say about us as a society that enough people are willing to watch that, oh that MTV is willing to spend the money to put that show on the air? And uh, and I haven't even told you the worst. The worst uh, of it is just the dialogue between, uh, like, the yeah, dad's yeah, going, yeah. "Hey, hey, hey, what do you think? Uh, huh, look at that! Yeah, huh? That's what a real girl exactly. looks like." Yeah, yeah. He, she's hot. You're not. Yeah. I mean, it's just and and the daughter and the girlfriend is saying. I mean, now here's what I've since learned that a former student of my wife's is an actress in L.A. Okay, she's been on the show. I see. As a Southern Belle. So they're they're. Stocking it's, the pond, as it were. It's completely scripted. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole thing is completely scripted, which is relieving to me. <laughs> that actually makes me feel a little bit when better I was about watching, the state of the world. Yeah, when I was watching this train wreck, I was thinking, please, God, <laughs> make this be scripted. Yeah, right? at some point in time, Ashton Kutcher's got to jump out please. of the bushes and say, we're it all was, being punked. It was that bad. 
Now, but it brought up the initial, okay, what do you do? Yeah. When you don't like the person your kid is dating. And you are aware that if you want to use whatever power you have to, quote unquote, control the situation, well, that's risky. Yeah, trying to control the situation is always... Because you could end up creating Romeo and Juliet. In a hurry. You know? The last thing I wanted is a Capulet, and so I told you not to have one, and... And then when I found out, I threatened to hit you in the face. Right. And that just drives her right to him. Now, if he had... You know, if if Juliet's dad lets that play out, it's not long before she realizes Romeo is just a loose cannon. He's just in love with the last girl he saw. Exactly. And the whole thing dissolves on its own. Ugh. So, Hannah, my daughter, brought over the new, I don't know if they're calling him a boyfriend, but the new guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, they went out on um They went homecoming, for homecoming, right? right? Yeah, yeah, right. I was over at your yeah, house. And I had that, I think I told you guys yeah. about having that talk with him, but, uh, but also, so he came over to our house, and we played a board game, right? which is something our family does every once in a while, our card okay. games or whatever, and it was just a, a, a interesting... Didn't take him out to the no. shooting range? No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no it, was, it was... But it, it was very much a mutual interview process. Okay. Oh, so he was interviewing you. But not explicitly. Okay. But... Right. Yeah, he's kind of is feeling this, you out. Yeah, is this fun? Yeah. You know, is, is, are these folks... Are these people my people? He's nervous. Yeah, of course. Right, but... We ended up having a good time, and it was fun, right? But we have banter. Was there drinking involved? <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like beer pong? Yeah, yeah, yeah afterwards. Seriously, me and the wife. after he's gone, like, like, oh, I need a drink. <laughs> no, he was he was great, and we had fun. And, the, I mean, the amazing thing is Hannah afterwards hugged us both and said something wow. about uh, it's so much, so much fun over at our house, which is like, wow. You want to be the house that everyone wants to come to. So what happens to Thanksgiving, and they're bringing in, it's not just some 16 or 17-year-old dating. It's a 23-year-old, and I'm really thinking about marrying him. Yeah. And he's a musician, and we live, f- you know, five hours away from here. Right now, we're keeping two separate mailing addresses, but who knows what is going on? Right. And as a parent, that just ratchets up my anxiety to levels I didn't know were possible. And what if I actually genuinely have concerns? Yeah. You know, how do I approach that? And what I came up with is. Let's talk about certain levels of behavior. And okay. uh, th- let's talk about the highest, something I'm calling supremely adult behavior. Okay. So supremely adult behavior would, I believe, during the holiday itself, be as absolutely cordial and sure. open and welcoming and non-confrontational as possible. Be polite, be respectful, be on time, be yeah. respect other people's boundaries and not shuffle through their papers. And, and go out of my way to welcome this, for instance, a young man. Yes. Let's say, you know, 15 years from now and my daughter's bringing home a potential mate. You speak to him yeah, she's, as, as two men speak to one another. You don't talk down to him. You don't, yeah, all those yes. kinds of things. Of course, if it's 15 years from now, she'll be in her 30s. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's a little different. But let's say she's 24. Yeah. Okay. And and, and so I, what I, one of the things I, I think I would need to differentiate is, all right, is this just a vague sense of I don't think I like this guy? Right. Or is it... Is just uneasiness? I have specific issues where I think this guy's past drug use, or yeah. I think his 
anger issues or I believe... The way he talks about his parents is alarming to me. Yes. Or the fact that he dropped out of college to pursue... And His now music. he's working at a used record store right. and living in a basement apartment and yeah, those kinds of things. The fact that he doesn't own a car, the fact that he doesn't have health and how insurance. Do I, when do I bring that up? How do I bring that up? Yeah, you know? that's tough. Because, do- you know, he's nervous and, you know, she's nervous as well. Sure. She wouldn't have brought him home. If, if she didn't she- want exactly. approval. She's looking for approval of some sort. Right. Right. So, well, how wi- do you... This is wigging me out. <laughs> I wish we hadn't used... When I was when I was writing the segment for today's show, I wasn't thinking about my own daughter. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one thing to be dealing in sort of abstract theory, these yes, general yes. nameless, faceless people out there. It's another thing to think Annabelle or Hannah, you know, my daughter or your daughter. Right, it is... Uh, so, um, if you've got a legitimate concern, obviously... Yeah. You express it to but here's the nice thing, I think. Yes. That that sets your house apart from a lot of other houses. Okay. Is you have this kind of relationship with your daughter now. I hope so. I hope we do. Yes. Because that we're not afraid I mean, right to now, bring up uncomfortable things. Her bringing her new boy friend yes. over and playing board games with you guys is like practicing for Thanksgiving. True. Eight years from now. True. True. It is. And and we like the guy, and uh, so far, so good. In terms of the yeah. standards or Now, whatever. have you had a situation where you didn't like the boy? No. Okay. No, I've had the situation where I didn't like a friend. But see, what that does is, now, she's got track record with you. True. You have liked her choices thus far. Then when she brings... And, and, gone, and gone out of my way to commend those. Yeah. And now, you know, eight years from now, if she brings home a stinker, mm-hmm. like just a rotten egg, mm-hmm. and you yeah. go, okay, you can tell her, hey, listen, we've got a track record here. Right. And everyone so far, I've really, you know, I applaud your choices. This sure. one, I, I don't see it. What would I have to do in order to exercise? Because we all have some, you know, it, it diminishes every year, but we all as parents have some power to control a situation. Right. And every time we use it, we lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've got a finite amount of chips. You do. Yeah. You do, very much so. And the chips get taken away every year because you lose your ability to actually say... You're not doing this. Yeah. You know, because as soon as they... More if more, she's 24, yeah. she doesn't have to come home not for a Thanksgiving thing. anymore. She doesn't have to come to, right. for anything, right? And so <clears throat> if you're going to use that political power that you have, uh, you got to do it very, very sparingly. Judiciously. And you got to figure out, maybe, and it's, maybe this is a good exercise to think about, okay, what would it have to take for me to say, I won't pay for the wedding? Yeah, I'm not, I can't be... Right. I, I can't Ugh. support this. I can't These endorse are, this. Because the, the reality is, we don't, uh, and we've said this before, we don't have really any control over the choices our children make. No. We have some control, although be it, albeit diminishing, diminishing control, over the choices our children have. Yeah. And what they choose to do with their heart. I mean, mate selection is... The heart has reasons. Yes, the heart has own. reasons of its own. Reasons knows not whereof, you know. And the, and reality, mate selection may be the most important choice you make 
The Certainly mo- in terms of the trajectory of your life. Of what your life yeah. is going to look like. So obviously this begs the uh, question about talking to your children about mate selection as they go. Early and relatively often. But here's a thought that comes up is, uh, you know how parents sometimes feel sheepish about talking to their kids or how they're going to talk to their kids about drugs when they know that they were doing drugs at the same age? Uh, Yeah. So parents who believe they've chosen poorly. Oh, boy. Of their own mate. Well, how do you, I mean, you don't want to say... Listen, I really hope you don't pick somebody like your dad. Oh, I can't tell you. I, I, <laughs> as sad as sad as it is, I can't tell you how many families that I've worked uh, with yeah. over the years in therapy where that actually happens. Listen, when right. I was your age, I did this, I did that, this other thing, mm-hmm. and I ended up stuck with your dad, and here we are, and I hate him, and oh, so please don't do that. Right. Oof. Goodness. Uh, and then and then she's shocked when she wants to spend more time with dad. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, it, it, I've seen that happen. I do think that that, uh, if we can kind of pull this thread in, um, something I mentioned earlier, you have already begun having these kinds of conversations with your daughter. Yes. And so eight years from now, 10 years from now, when she's 24, 26, it's not going to be weird for you to say, honey, can we talk? Right. Right, because she's expecting it. She's expecting a, a full report. She knows what the drill is, and you guys are practicing now yeah. for the conversations you'll have then. And on both sides, she has heard you be fair. Right. Tough, firm, True. but fair. Hopefully, yes. And so when you do come to her, if you ever have to come to her and say, I have some real serious concerns, concerns here, right. she knows, well, that's not just dad being dad. Yeah. And on the other side, if she has chosen wisely and well every time up to this one, then it gives you a good reason to say, maybe it's me. Maybe I don't, I don't see it. Sure. Because every other one that you've ever brought, I've gotten. Like, I've, okay, yeah, I get yeah. that. I see that. I understand yeah. that. This one, I, I don't get it. Explain it to right. me. Because it's obviously, it, it, it may be my issue on this one. And that type of humility... I'm hoping to show to my kids. You're hoping to show your kids where yeah. you're always in this sense of, look, I, I, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying, but I'm always holding on to the idea that I could be I could just be totally, ridiculously yeah, whatever. off on this. Maybe it, I had a coach in high school he kind of reminds me of, or there was that, yeah. that you know, jerk Who in knows you know, what's my going freshman on. year. Maybe there was, a, you know, whatever it is, for whatever reason, the way he holds his mouth reminds project- me of Steve Spurrier or whatever, <laughs> you know. His hair kind of reminds me of Lane Kiffin. I don't know what yes. it is. He just, he strikes me as a jerk or a bully right. or something. I don't like him. And maybe it really is me. Now, and you know what's interesting is I just had a great, now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, and, and I thank you, you're encouraging me here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Because there was something that... He said, and that's amazing, we're talking about today's show, is calling me on the phone right this instant. Fantastic. Yes. They will go to your voicemail. Uh, sorry, they will. Yeah. Is... Because our listening audience is more important than the Even though we're taping this, show. and we could just stop the tape and start it right back. <laughs> but that's a pain in the neck, yes. so let's not do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's what did happen, is he mentioned to her, okay, so she was telling us that he wanted to have her over. To watch a oh, this is the new boyfriend, yes, yeah, yeah, Lord so, okay. of the Rings marathon, which is like eleven hours of movie or whatever. I mean, no, how, it's how long eleven is it? hours of 
sheer awfulness oh, is what it is, <laughs> because I am so not the Lord of the Rings fan. And so since our house is really, really regulated by sarcasm, um, it was easy for us to just say, well, no, you know, it, it, was yeah. not, it was nice knowing him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Does he is he aware that that's that he we've classified him now? He yeah. goes into the Dungeons and Dragons yes, exactly, pile. Exactly. <laughs> so so just let him know that when he comes over, the first thing he has to do is empty his pockets of all the twenty sided die. Yes. <laughs> Carrying around in his pocket. So, oh. which of the hobbits were you exactly. this year for Halloween? Oh, my Going gosh. Going to Comic Con next year? Right. Yeah. Well, and I just said, so... Or Dragon Con, which would have been... I don't know yeah, which... I'm not sure. I don't know which I'm one of those sure. he would attend. One of those that I think would actually <laughs> preclude you from dating... <laughs> Too many girls, actually. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that we've had that yeah. conversation, we can joke about it. But, you know, if you're going to confront your spouse, I mean, your child about their spouse choice or their mate choice, you got to confront yourself first. Oh, yeah. you got to confront yourself. Is this a vague feeling or are there specific concerns? And could I list them also, can I say anything positive about this person? Sure. Because you're going to have to in that whenever you choose to confront your child, you're going to need to say some positive things about <laughs> There the are person. no redeeming yes. qualities about this, this human being whatsoever. is an urchin. He is <laughs> lower than... I'm not even than... sure he's a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He may be a troll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen him with his shoes off, but I'm pretty sure he's a hobbit. They're, they're, they're webbed feet in yeah. some... In some <laughs> they have, there's hair on the bo- bottom <laughs> so of the feet. So obviously you've got to confront yourself first and talk your own anxiety down. And then you also have to be this... Um, are you prepared for the conversation going badly? That's, you know, confronting someone at that level. Mm. You have to go into it being prepared for World War Three. That there's a very real possibility that on the other end of this conversation, life will never be the same. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's, it's helpful to think of this uh, on a spectrum. My qualms about this, my concern about this, are on a spectrum. And the the farther it goes yeah. towards I have serious, serious problems, the more I'm willing to risk aspects of my relationship with my daughter in order to confront them. Because the truth is, and this is hard for me to say because I love my kids, mm-hmm. but I love my kids enough more than I love my relationship with my kids. That's very well stated. And unbelievably hard. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and I and I've had to do that. I've had to coach parents in therapy, having to uh, address their kids about their serious drug issues, mm-hmm. and they have lost relationship with their kids for several years, and yet it saved their lives. Yeah. Right. And sometimes they do turn around and they'll come back to you and they'll say, you know what? I- I wasn't able to hear you at the time, right? But now, as I look back on it, that was the and kindest seen, thing you could have said. And I have seen that, and that's one of the undeserved blessings I get to experience in my job. I've also I led uh, in family business situations. I've led a, a mother and father, the kind of uh, owners of the first generation, have to fire mm. guy from the son yeah. from the business because he's not qualified and he's messing up. Yeah, Ooh. and they really didn't have kind. Con- didn't talk for 10 years. It's not a loving thing to allow that kind of stuff to go unconfronted. No. No. But the best always confront themselves first. Yes. And talk talk through their own anxiety and make sure that I'm not doing this out of a reactive right. posture or reactive stance. 
that I do legitimately believe I'm doing this in the best interests. Because I love you. And I like the way you say it, because I love you more than I love my relationship with you. Mm. And it's only when you can get yourself to that place that you can really tell someone that kind of unvarnished truth. So let's have that as our gold standard as we think about another awkward yeah, you awkward. promised us a second one that was even more awkward, and, and now I'm excited. We only have like 15 minutes to talk oh, this one through, so let's. Boy. what do we got? What do we got? Let's hear it. You don't like your sibling's kids. Oh, my word. Or you don't like Oof. the way your siblings are parenting their kids. Oh, boy. And you're together for holidays, and your nephew is headed... For the penitentiary. <laughs> now, this goes one of two ways, yeah. typically. Typically, it goes <laughs> this really sort of, well, if that was my kid, I would just wear his mm-hmm. butt out, right? And mm-hmm. we, so the, all these kind of, if he was my kid, I would do... But, but you don't you know, say that to your sibling. You say that to your cousin who happens to be yeah, visiting, yeah, right? Or, yeah, we wait until they're out of the room and we exactly. say, well, that was my kid. Did they ever? I don't think, that, I don't think I've ever heard them... We talk about them, or we do, we, like, we'll leave, you know what, I saw this book the other day. Oh, right? my gosh. Or we'll leave it on the nightstand Scream in the guest free bed. parenting <laughs> has helped me a lot. <laughs> oh, I heard this amazing sermon series yes. at or, my okay, church. Okay, I was listening to an interview on NPR, and oh, this guy Dr. was... Dr. Phil the yes. other day had a thing, and yes. it reminded me of your son. Oh, gosh. Or you don't even go, you don't make it that explicit. He was talking about kids. You know who, those kinds you know, of parents who do this kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm really talking about you. Mm-hmm. Don't you understand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. That's, no, no, it's awkward. Okay, so um, uh, last night, yesterday I said was my uh, my youngest daughter's 10th birthday. Yes. And uh, and we, uh, my nephew went with us. We went downtown. We went to um, uh, BGR. Down at Atlantic Station, which I've not been. I've heard it's fantastic. It is very good. Yes, we. I had a burger. It was a lovely burger with jalapenos and a fried egg and all uh, kinds of stuff. Yeah. On it. yeah, it was. It was great. Um, and my nephew came with us, and then right across the street from BGR is this um, dessert place. Like it's it, it's a sugar like it's Willy Wonka has thrown up in a storefront. Whee! I mean it's yeah it is ridiculous. Willy candy Wonka apples has thrown up. That's lovely. Candy apples the size of your head. Oh sweet. Dipped in white chocolate and rolled in Oreo dust and Ooh. with giant yeah so it's sweet Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> they, they are impressive. Nutter butter cookies. Go. Dunked in white chocolate oh. with M and M's sprinkled on them. I mean, it is wow. just a an orgy of uh, sugar. It's a diabetes yeah. <laughs> factory. factory. That's what it is. So we go in there, and uh, and everyone is picking something. You know, uh-huh. sure. And um, uh, my nephew. Yes. And of course, my parents are here. My my sister and brother in law not with us, but my parents are there. And my my parents, as the grandparents, have decided we're going to pay for the boy. Now you are aware that your sister may be listening to this, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we talk about this kind of stuff. Okay. All the time. We got my sister and I really do have a healthy relationship like this. Okay, but um, until she hears you until, talking about it on the air, maybe. Yeah. But my nephew wants to pick like five things. Yes. And you're like, no, pick. Well, one. you know, it, it, and it's one of those things that. Um, my sister and brother-in-law aren't there, right? And he's not my kid, right? But I'm so 
it puts you in an awkward position, yes, right? Yes, it does. That's all I'm saying here is it puts you in an awkward position because I'm pretty sure you should pick one. And right. I'm pretty sure, knowing my sister, that she would even have qualms about you eating a whole thing. Like, you should probably pick half of something, but right. I'm going to let you because it's whatever, you uh, know, and I want to be your favorite uncle. So, mm. uh, so go ahead, pick one. But I want five. No, you can have one. But if my mom and dad were here, they'd let me have five. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Right. And then, so then like my, well, I'll just pick, I'll just call them right now. Wow. You know, but I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. Oh, you said you would call him. I thought you, you were saying he would say, I'll no, no, call no. him. No, right no, That's now. what I was saying. No, I was like, well, him. I could, oh, I could no, just call him. We no, could find out right no, now. But then I thought, no, that. I'm not going to do that. That I don't makes wanna... you look like a sissy. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> exactly. words. Exactly. That's what we learned last podcast. So, but I, so. If you call, then you're kind of tattling. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, your boy. He it's does the terrible. worst things when he's out in public terrible, with us. And all. Terrible, terrible. You know, I don't want to do terrible. that. Terrible. Because you've, I, just, yeah. you've weakened yourself as a position of authority yeah. in this kid's yeah, yeah, life yeah. forever. Right. right. So, By doing that. So during the holidays, these kinds of situations come up a lot. Yeah. You're with your in-laws. Somehow you get stuck with their kids. And yep. you're, uh, what do you do? I love the idea of... I don't know what you're going to do when you're with your parents. But when you're with us. But when you're with us, right, this is it. Right. So and and I'm not afraid of you thinking I'm a bad guy. Yeah. And telling your mom about it, and that's fine. We have, um, we have words that are off limits. Okay. And words that are just... And I don't want to make a big deal. Words in your family. Yeah. So when someone enters into your family system for a moment, an evening, or a few days, or whatever, there are certain rules that you're going to enforce. So we have consistently discouraged the girls from saying, I hate you. Mm. Yes. I discourage that. Right. You can say, "I I don't like what you're doing. Right. You can tell uh, when you do that. I feel this. Yes. You, you know those kinds of things. But saying "I hate you," right? You suck. Mm. Those kinds of words. Sure. Uh, I, we discourage those consistently. Good. Not everyone does that. No. We frequently when we have sleepovers, you know, sure. and all that kind of sure. stuff. Then what do you? Sure. How do you? You got to sit down and say, "Hey, listen, pal. In our house, here's how we do it. Right. And in our house, those kinds of things, we don't we, we don't say that. Right. And I and I think what you're doing there is you are. Managing the environment, not controlling the kid. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing we teach in uh, Scream Free Teaching is when you're, you're managing your classroom, you're not managing your ki- these kids outside of your classroom. What they do at home, what they do outside as soon as they leave the boundaries of your class yeah. is, hey, I'm not sure what you're yeah. going to do out there. But in this classroom, in here. we treat each other respectfully. Yeah. Right? And it actually, it, it feels risky when you do it, but... It ends up giving the kids a sense of security, yeah, because they know someone's in charge in this environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and a secure environment that I can trust that someone's in charge. Now, I will bump up against it. I will test it. Whatever. Maybe that's especially if that's their role in their family. Is mm-hmm. they're the tester? Yeah. You know, the stereotypical youngest child is the one who's going to test the boundaries, test the boundaries, whatever. And and so maybe that's they figure out that they need to do that role in your house, right? But. You don't begrudge them that. No, of course not. Hey, I get it. Here's the boundary. Yeah. And and, and I don't know how you're going to take this, Mm -hmm. but in our house, we don't say that. Yeah. But what do you do when you really do think that 
your niece mm-hmm. is going to end up on a stripper pole somewhere. Well, see, here's how do you how do you talk to your sister in law about that? Exactly. If you again, I think it comes back to the same principles. We said, is it a vague sense of oh, I don't like this kid, or I have serious concerns? <laughs> I'm looking at your daughter's Instagram account right now, and and some of the things that she posts and some of the comments that are going back and forth. You might want to sure. Sure, I, but I don't think even the, any of that is the height of the awkwardness. What is the pinnacle of the awkward? You're watching your sibling parent that oh. child, and you're cringing. Mm-hmm. Because either they are, okay, well, now we're going to do this, okay? Now, okay, now you're not going to get upset if you can only have one cookie, okay? Where they end every sentence with okay, right? <laughs> daddy needs you to such yes. and such, and daddy, daddy needs you, yes. and you're going to need to do or this. Or and... it's, uh, don't you dare, and screaming, <laughs> and whatever. I'm going to tell you what's really <laughs> awkward is being the scream-free guy. Oh, my word, And then yeah. cousins yeah. come in and haven't said, they've just seen me on TV, and yeah. they know, oh, the sure. scream-free guy, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, the... But then they feel this ironic... It's ironic. They feel this pressure to make their kids behave better around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've I get experienced that. I get this. That too, Absolutely. Yeah. You're a parenting author as well. And, and so they, it, even though they're not getting, it, it just shows you actually really haven't read my book because <laughs> it's not about your kids' behavior. It's about your behavior. Yep. And you're demonstrating why I have a job. Yeah. It's because yeah, your behavior is so and, bad. And during the holidays, again, because we're all in close quarters and whatnot, you know. And we stay too many nights. Heaven forbid one of the children needs to be disciplined. Oh, gosh. So then there's the tramping of stairs and the yeah, slamming of doors yeah, and the muffled yeah. voices and the. And then somebody is crying. And then, you know, and, and you're sitting downstairs wishing the television would turn itself on oh. or you know yeah, you're looking for the some remote. kind of background noise to drown out what's going on upstairs right. right now. And I know I just got out of the shower an hour ago, but, but I think I I, I think to, it, I do think I need, need to do it again. Anything at the grocery yeah. store? Anybody I think need we need anything? ice. I think we're out of yes. we're running low on ice. Right, at yeah. the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place they sell ice. <laughs> <laughs> so this is awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, it it is very very awkward. I, Oh gosh, it, and it gets even. and it could be. It, sometimes it's parenting, like you've described. Sometimes it's marriage yeah, stuff. Like exactly. When, when you watch tough. your was, sister in law talk to your brother that way, I was way. just gonna say that. That's really, really hard. Oh man, really hard. And she storms out of the room, or he storms out of the room, and she makes some comment. You know, men. The one thing you cannot do is you cannot take such a serious word that you're about that you want to deliver. And use it in a cavalier manner, like a flippant. Uh, right. You know, you can't talk to him that way. No. No. You got it. If you have serious concerns, then you need to wait for another opportunity, not that moment. And here's another, just a little piece of advice. You, you know, Lynn Anderson in Texas. Right? Yeah, I've Lynn, met him. Yeah, yeah. So Lynn. He's a, he's a writer, a Christian yeah, writer. A writer or, guy. And he, he has a mentoring network. Yes. He mentors, you know, people in professional ministry all right. over the world. Lynn says, only speak into an earned relationship. Mm-hmm. You've got to kind of earn the right to be heard, to say something like that. Sure. You can't just talk, you know, toss that out there casually, especially if, if this is someone you've just met. Or or only see them once or twice a year. Right. Right. 
And, and the way that you do that will so determine uh, so much of how it's received, right? The medium mm-hmm. which with, with which you choose to deliver that message, and it can't be passive aggressive. No, and it, it can't. Can, well, it can, you know, uh, right? Or uh, you know, there's this book. Like we were talking, joking earlier, but it can't be aggressive either. Yeah, you know, it, it can't be in the moment either. I think that's a big thing right there. Not everything has to be said right now. Good Lord, no. Give it time. Give it because time. Especially Address it later at night, say, when the kids, you know, every, everybody's asleep. You know, if you think you're anxious in that moment, if you think you feel uneasy oh, in that moment, gosh. imagine how the other person feels. Yeah. They've just shown their butt in front of everybody. Let's give them some dignity and not scold them in front of everyone now. I just can't help but think right now that I mm, I can see why people don't like holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we've just talked about for an hour. Oh, this is why we uh, this is, kind of we love it and we dread it all yes, at the same time. Exactly. We're schizophrenic about holidays. We can't wait for them to get here, and when they're here, we cannot wait for them to be over. It's it's. Man, I, I I am very very blessed as you are. You say you have a good relationship with your sister. Oh I, yeah, and I yeah, I yeah. have a fantastic relationship with my sister and her. My husband sister and, and my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we my have closest friends. She just my sister just texted me, even though we live five states away. She just texted me that uh, today was the day that she allowed herself to listen to Chris. Start listening to Christmas music. And I'm like, yeah. man, that's early. <laughs> it right? is a little it bit early. early right? yeah, we wait she, till Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're a, one holiday at a time. Yeah, family, I'm a day it? after Thanksgiving. But yep. her point was, but Thanksgiving's occurring so much later it this is true. year. Yeah, and so, yeah, so yeah. she just texted me and, hey, Vince Guaraldi, I just listened to, you know. Right, and so well. I, that's cool. And we anticipate that. And yet I know that people don't have great relationship with their siblings or their cousins or their parents or whatever. And these things can get very, very awkward very, very quick. All right, so next week on the podcast, we'll give you all a really good recipe for eggnog that makes all the yuck go away. Actually, it's <laughs> it's a recipe for a drink called warm apple pie. There you go. It okay, is. we'll give you that recipe next it's week. It's amazing. Thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free, two guys learning how to calm down so we can grow up and get close to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week. Happy holidays.